February is Black History Month. We drive inspiration from one of the voices of the driving forces for the fight for equality, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. with his message from his famous I Have a Dream speech. This is our hope. This is the faith that I go back to the South with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountains of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. 1963. Holy God, in this time of worship, feed us full with your love, grace, and peace. Amen. You may be seated as we sing the song that's in your bulletin insert, and you'll notice that it says, leader and all. On this day, we're all leaders. Today's reading is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Good morning. It's so great to see everyone here this morning. I have a message from Professor Joshua Inwood, who's a professor at Penn State University. It's entitled, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s vision of love still matters. 2017 was a year of increased violence, conflict, and turmoil for the United States of America. Many diverse communities were forced to confront a range of challenges. Challenges related to anti-Semitism, racism, homophobia, and anti-immigrant feelings. These challenges strike at the heart of what it means to live in a democratic, multicultural society. 
Yet it is not the first time America has faced such a crisis. This divisiveness has a much longer history. Dr. Inwood states that his work surrounds the civil rights movement and the field of peace geographies. We face similar crisis related to the broader civil rights struggles during the 1960s. So what can we learn and draw from the past that is relevant to the present? Specifically, how can we heal a nation that is divided along the lines of race, class, and political alliances? As outlined by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the role of love is engaging individuals and communities in conflict is crucial today. For love was not sentimental in Dr. King's response. It demanded that individuals tell their oppressors what they were doing was wrong. As we know, Dr. King spent his public career working towards ending segregation and fighting racial discrimination. For many people, the pinnacle of his work occurred in Washington, D.C. when he delivered the famous I Have a Dream speech. Less well-known and often ignored is his later work on ending poverty and his fight on behalf of poor people. In fact, when Dr. King was assassinated in Memphis, he was in the midst of building towards a national march on Washington, D.C. that would have brought to together tens of thousands of economically disenfranchised people to advocate for policies that reduce poverty. This effort, known as the Poor People's Campaign, aimed to dramatically shift the national priorities to the health and well-being of working people. Scholars such as Derek Alderman have emphasized how Dr. King's work can be applied in today's context. They argue that calling attention to the civil rights movement can change the way students understand themselves in relationship to the larger project of the civil rights work. And in understanding the civil rights movement, students and the broader public can see it in contemporary significance. Dr. King's idea of love. King focused on the role of love as key to building healthy communities and the way in which, in fact, the ways in which love can and should be at the center of all of our social interactions. King's final book, Where Do We Go From Here? Chaos or Community, was published in the year before his assassination. And it provided us with the most expansive vision of an inclusive, diverse, and economically equitable United States. For King, love is a key part of creating communities that work for everyone, communities that are strong and work for everyone, and not just the few at the expense of the many. Love, as Dr. King states, was not a mushy or easily dismissed emotion, but was central to the kind of community he envisioned. King made distinctions between the three forms of love in which we know. Number one, he spoke of eros. Secondly, he spoke of philia, and most importantly, he spoke of agape. These, he said, are key to the human experience. For King Eros is a form of love that is most closely associated with desire. Wyphelia is often the work of love that is experienced between very good friends or family. These visions are different from agape. Agape 
which was at the center of the movement he was building, was the moral imperative to engage with one's oppressor in a way that shows the oppressor the ways of their actions that dehumanize and detract from society. Dr. King spoke that love that he was referring to is not the sentimental emotion. It would be nonsense, he said, to urge men to love their oppressors in an affectionate sense. Yet when we speak of loving those who oppose us, we speak of a love that is expressed in the Greek word agape. Agape means nothing sentimental. It means understanding. It means redeeming goodwill for all. It means an overflowing love which seeks nothing in return. King further defined agape when he argued at the University of California at Berkeley that the concept of agape stands at the center of the movement that we are trying to carry out in the Southlands of California. It was a love that demanded that one stand up for oneself and tell those who oppressed that what they are doing was wrong. So why does this message of love matter now? In the face of violence aimed and directed at minority communities and a deepening political divisions in which we experience in this country, King's words and philosophy are perhaps more critical now for us today than at any point in recent history. As King noted, all persons exist in an interrelated community, and all are dependent upon each other. By connecting love to community, King argued there were opportunities to build a more just and economically sustainable society which respected difference. Agape, he does share once again, is a willingness to go to any length to restore community. Therefore, if I respond to hate with a reciprocal hate, I do nothing but intensify the void that the voids that are displayed through a broken community. King outlined a vision in which we are compelled to work towards making our communities inclusive. They reflect the broad values of equality and democracy. Through an engagement with one another at its foundation, Agape provides opportunities to work towards common goals. Lastly, building a community today is at a time when our nation feels so divided. There is a need to bring back King's vision of agape-fueled community building and begin the difficult conversation and dialogue as a nation about where we are and where we want to go. It would move us past simply seeing each other as wholly motivated through hate. Engaging in a conversation through agape signals a willingness to restore broken communities and to approach differences with an open mind. Thank you. Ever-loving God, give us the courage to keep dreaming of a better yet American society. Give us the strength and endurance to keep working towards healthy and inclusive communities.
where people share agape, your unconditional love with each other. Amen.